stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world you just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. All you need is love, but a little chocolate now and then doesn't hurt. Charles M. Schultz. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music, iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hello, everyone. I'm one of your hosts, and today's show will be all about Valentine's Day. In segment two, Dia will be giving us some fun facts many people, including myself, may not know about Valentine's Day. In segment two, our other host, Rose, will be sharing some of my favorite, some of her favorite Valentine's Day recipes, and I will be sharing my favorite romance movies and books. And in segment three, our new reporter, Hannah, will be discussing the history of Valentine's Day. Hello, Dia. Hi. So today, I'm really excited to come speak about some facts about Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day is the name, the day of love, and everyone knows that it's celebrated on February 14th. But one thing that's not as commonly known is that it coincides with an ancient Roman festival called Lupercalia, a fertility festival. This festival was celebrated in honor of Faunus, who was the Roman god of agriculture, as well as Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome. Wow, I've heard of Romulus and Remus, but I've never heard about the fertility festival. Yes, and... Another thing that is less commonly known is how Valentine's Day got its name. So the answer to this is that the truth about Valentine's Day is kind of a mystery. We know that it's named after St. Valentine, but several legends explain who this is. One of the most popular theories is that he was a priest who officiated the weddings of soldiers during the 3rd century AD. During this time, the Roman Emperor Claudius II outlawed marriage for young men in hopes of creating stronger soldiers. The legend is that Claudius found out about St. Valentine's actions and put him to death, making St. Valentine a martyr for love. Wow, I had no clue about that origin. That's pretty dark for Valentine's Day. 
Yeah, I'd say so too. <laughs> There's also Pope Galatius who declared February 14th, St. Valentine's Day, at the end of the 5th century. That's really cool. And which century did Valentine's Day like start to be associated with romance and love? Um, that happened in the 14th century. Oh, that's so cool. And is there any like, you know, like works or books that kind of sensationalize Valentine's Day to the holiday we know as today? Yes, there's actually a poem from 1375 called The Parliament of Fowls, which was actually the first record that depicted Valentine's Day as a romantic day. Wow, that written by Geoffrey so cool. Chaucer. And when did like the Valentine like tradition start? Like who was like the first person to send out a Valentine? So this one, um, I remember saying this fun fact from last last year's radio segment, and it's really interesting. It's Charles, the Duke of Orleans. And this Valentine was a poem that he wrote to his wife in 1415. So a love poem was the Valentine. Oh, that is really sweet. And when was it, like, declared a holiday in uh, whatever country it was from? Um, so King Henry the Eighth declared Valentine's Day a holiday in 1537. Wow. And when did it start getting popular, like, in the United States? So, the first commercial valentines were printed in the mid-1800s. That's so cool. And I'm really glad that the holiday started. I feel like it's such a great way to not just express love for, like, a significant other, but also, like, a friend, even. I so agree. I think that Valentine's Day is great to show appreciation and spend time with everyone you love, whether it's your family, your friends, or your significant other. Yeah. It's just a really happy holiday full of love. Exactly. And who's actually like credited um, with publishing the first commercial Valentine's um, in the United States? It's a woman named Esther Howland. And this story is that she started selling Valentine's in her hometown in Massachusetts and was nicknamed the mother of the American Valentine. So she used colorful paper and lace to create her Valentine's Day cards. Yeah, and I know we were just talking about how like Valentine's Day is like a day of love, but I've heard about like, I forgot who it was. Um, I think it was Al Capone. He had the St. Valentine's Day massacre in 1929. Where did that happen again? So that took place in Chicago. That's so cool. Um, really morbid, but interesting to learn about. Is there any more fun facts you have about Valentine's Day? Yeah, so one of them is everyone knows who Cupid is, and they know that when he releases a bow and arrow onto someone, the, they fall in love with the next person they see. But what's less known about this is that he actually started out as a Greek god. So this Greek god is Eros, who is the son of Aphrodite, who is the goddess of love and procreation. So it kind of makes sense that um, Cupid comes from Aphrodite because, after all, she is known for being the goddess of love. So he shoots two types of arrows. So there's one to make people fall in love, which everyone knows about. But I personally did not know that he shoots an arrow to make people hate each other. Yeah, I didn't either. And I think Eros has just become like a Marvel character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
they like introduced him as a superhero, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Is um, there anything else that you have about Valentine's Day? Yeah, so some people wonder why Cupid would shoot an arrow to make people hate each other. And that's something that is kind of a mystery. I'm assuming because a lot of Greek gods and like Roman gods are often kind of evil and mischievous. An example of that is Zeus. So I'm guessing that it's because um, they want to stir up mischief and drama, which can happen when people fall in love or when they hate each other. Yeah, um, I feel like sometimes there's a very thin line between love and hate, so maybe that's the reason why. Yeah, and sometimes, like, excessive love can actually turn into hate and vice versa. Exactly. So another thing is that people often hear the word XOXO. Maybe you sign that as a valentine for your friends, and X is actually, um, it's known for standing for hugs and kisses, but X was originally not a symbol for kiss. In medieval times, people did not know how to sign their name, so they would simply sign off with an X. To show their loyalty and affection, they would then kiss the X before sending the letter. Oh, that's sweet. That's like the olden day version of showing love. Like today yeah. we have, you know, we just like send emojis to each other with hearts. Yeah, it is sweet. Another thing is that everyone... At least most people enjoy the Valentine's Day candy hearts that have little messages on them. But one thing is that these actually started off as medical lozenges for the throat. So there was a Boston pharmacist, Oliver Chase, who invented the machine that produced small medical lozenges. When he saw how popular these were, he turned them into candy with cute messages on them. Wow, I had no clue about that. It's interesting to see how... All these traditions came from a source you would never expect. Yeah, and um, I know that everyone, a lot of people really enjoy the taste of medicine, weirdly enough, whether it's vitamin gummies. So this is an example of um, entrepreneurship, like seeing where there's an opportunity, something that people like and actually marketing it. Yeah, and it helped people too because, you know, it was good for them and it was also like became part of the holiday. Yeah, so another one is that people often like to send their loved ones roses on Valentine's Day as they're known as the flower of love and they're so romantic. So Venus, the Roman goddess of love, used to adore red roses. So this is because this is the story that kind of started the trend of spreading love by giving roses to people's objects of their affection. Well, that's really interesting. And I know um, red roses is love and I think Yellow is for friendship, and I'm not sure. I think white is for also something, but I forgot what. I think it's purity? I don't know. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, and how about, like, around the world? Do you, Does everyone, like, celebrate Valentine's Day the, the same way? Yeah, so as um, around the world, it's celebrated in different ways. So in Japan, women like to give chocolates to men which is kind of switching the gender roles. And men actually reciprocate this gender a month later on March 14th, which is White Day. So that's really interesting because it's like Valentine's Day split in half. So on February 14th is when the women show their love to the men. And then a month later, the men show their love to the women. And in Finland, on February 14th, that's um, 
a long holiday called Yastan Pava, which translates to Friends Day. Oh, so they have a day just to celebrate, like, friendship love. Yes. That's cute. I think we have, we don't really have anything like that here in the U.S., I don't think. Yeah, we don't really have a friendship day. So, is there anything else, like, any interesting facts that I probably would not know about anywhere else? Yeah, so, um, everyone loves a telephone, whether you can speak to someone who lives across the world, but what's not as well known is that it was invented and applied for a patent on February 14th by Alexander Graham Bell. And now, funny enough, the telephone is the biggest medium for sending and receiving Valentine's Day greetings. Oh, wow. He was a romantic hero ahead of his time. So is there anything interesting that you're doing for Valentine's Day? Uh, on Valentine's Day, I'm just going out to dinner with, like, all my friends. and probably going to give them, like, Valentine's. Yeah, I actually miss, like, an elementary school when we would have to give Valentine's to everyone. That was oh, really yeah, that was such a fun, fun day as a child. Yeah. Does your school do, like, candy grams? Um, yeah, we actually do do candy grams. I think... You can send, like, a card and, like, chocolate or a card and boba drinks, like, anyone you want. That's great. And I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. But unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. But during the break, check out our website, www.bethestarur.org. Keep listening for more as we discuss more about Valentine's Day. See you soon. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm your other host, Rose Sarner, and today I will be sharing some of my favorite Valentine's Day recipes, and Ruhani will be sharing her favorite romance movies and books. So, starting with my recipes that I've really been loving and I think are great to make for Valentine's Day, um, some recipes that came to mind were came to mind because my friends and I decided that this year for Valentine's Day we each are going to bake a special treat and have a Valentine's Day celebration. And when first thinking about what I should make, scones and muffins immediately came to mind because once you make the base, you can add whatever fruits, nuts, and toppings you want to make them specialized for each friend. You can make one base and then customize the toppings for each of your friends depending on what fruits they like or what um, nuts and raisins or pretty much anything. Um, And then it really looks fancy, like you've put in a lot of extra work that you haven't already. Yeah, I also love baking. And I have never really, like, customized it because I actually prefer my stuff without toppings. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I totally get that. A lot of my friends kind of like their stuff without toppings, too. But that's just a great tip for a lot of people at home like you can make the base and then set aside um, one part of it and then build off of it with the toppings to make it really personalized and that's pretty much one of my first tips for those who don't know where to start and are often overwhelmed is to pick something that has a base of ingredients and then customize it with toppings or additions or just leave the base and it's pretty good without the base like Ruhani said it's her favorite (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's a really great way to get to start baking. And what other foods are like easy to follow? Yeah, of course. So a lot of foods that are easy to follow when um, using this tip that everyone knows and loves are, of course, brownies, cookies, and cupcakes. And all three of these sweets are easily versatile and customizable. A new recipe that I recently found um, on Half-Baked Harvest, which is one of my personal favorites. She has a website, and she also posts like videos of her baking on Instagram. So it's really helpful to follow along because sometimes I'll be in the process, and I'm not sure what my batter is supposed to look like. So I think her videos and her step-by-step videos specifically are really helpful um, from a new baker perspective and even from someone who has been baking for a while. Yeah, and it sounds like they'd be really healthy, and it's important, of course, to always, you know, consume sweets at, like, a healthy level. Yeah, definitely, and one of my, um, one of her recipes call for blueberry cinnamon baked donuts, and these really intrigue me, like you said, because they are a healthier version than typical donuts, as they are baked rather than fried, and this is a perfect example of simple swaps that can have a large impact on your health. Fried foods are one of the main causes of heart diseases and failures in America today, and many fast food restaurants fry food in an excessive way that is simply not necessary to taste good. And a way to make them more festive 
these uh, blueberry cinnamon baked donuts would be to swap out the blueberries for strawberries or raspberries. Um, you could even do all three or combine just strawberries and blueberries or just raspberries and blueberries. And also, since these are cinnamon baked donuts, you can always add different spices like nutmeg or pretty much anything that you want to the base, like I mentioned before. Yeah, those sound delicious. And I love what you said about like adding strawberries or raspberries, you know, like kind of red theme because it's Valentine's Day. I love festive goods. I think they taste so good. Yeah, I think another really great way to add like festive um, colors and everything is, of course, cakes, um, like decorating the frosting and a lot of cake stores now have edible like decorations so you could really get creative with like pendants or jewels that go on the cake and a lot of them are edible now which is pretty cool yeah and actually I was wondering do you know if like like red food dye do you think that'd be like it's probably not really that healthy right to put on um your cakes well I think that nowadays like I mentioned there's a lot of new brands that create like healthier versions of everything so I'm sure you could find like red food dye um, that's a little healthier with less chemicals in it but also just like juicing like taking strawberry juice like just blending strawberries in water and then putting them in your cake because there's so much water in it it kind of dilutes the strawberry flavor but you'll still get like components of strawberry in your cake so that's a great way to kind of keep the red color but um also if you don't want the flavors to be that prominent yeah definitely i have to try that out is there anything else you like or like flavor wise um so a lot of my friends like i mentioned are huge fans of cakes and um my mom is a huge fan of like lemon flavors and i recently came across another recipe from half big harvest for a lemon chai loaf um And a lemon chai loaf being the title of the recipe, it's similar to like a banana bread, um, but it's also like a cake. Um, It's made in the size of a loaf and looks more like a banana bread in its shape than a cake, but the texture and consistency, consistency is very similar to a cake. So it means that there's not any added frosting and has less layers than a traditional cake. Again, these are simple changes that can make a huge difference and it's how one makes healthy habits. And since this has chai in it, which contains many antioxidants, aids in heart health, improves digestion, increases your energy levels and is good for your skin, reduces inflammation. I mean, the list could go on and on, which I think is a really fun way to add like a special like spice and make your baked goods look a little fancy. And of course, um, lemon is not a typical Valentine's Day flavor, um, but you could easily make this with strawberries, like I mentioned, raspberries, or even cherries. Um, And if you don't think chai would pair well with any of these fruits, um, you always have the option to swap the chai out for any other tea, such as mint or anything else you think might pair well with your fruits. Yeah, actually, I think chai makes a great flavor because there's like a lot of like green tea flavored ice cream I've seen and like mochi. They usually taste really good. They're a little bitter, but like tangy. So it's like not too, um, too bitter, but like I think it's a good amount of kick in there. Yeah, I definitely agree. My friend who's 
a really great baker last year for her birthday. She made her own cake and she made um, a hibiscus like blackberry cake, layered cake. Um, and it was so interesting because that was the first time I've ever tried like tea, um, like tea elements in a cake. And she actually um, had to like put the tea bags and then take all the liquid then remove the tea bags and it was it was like one of the best cakes I've ever had I tell it every single time you have to make it for my birthday so that's just really a cool way to add different flavors that you don't normally think of yeah you know all this stuff is like making me hungry and I think the best thing to work with like a tasty and healthy snack is a good book or a movie especially on valentine's day I could not have agree. I could not agree more. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for my fellow singles out there, a great way to spend Valentine's Day, you know, is kind of like consuming the media about love you don't have yet. And I compiled a list of my favorite romance movies and books. I completely agree. We, my friends and I, are planning to have our Valentine's Day. Um, bake goods, and then watch a movie. So do you have any requests? Yeah, of course. I think to all the boys I love for this series is really nice. Like, I feel like if you're looking for, you know, like a cutesy rom-com that'll kind of like snuggle you like a warm blanket, this is perfect. And I'm not going to lie, the dialogue and plot is pretty cheesy, but it's comforting. And I love the main actress. Her name is Lana Condor, and she's so talented and so beautiful. And this is a trilogy, and I know it's based off a book series, but I haven't read those. Everyone says it's great, though. And it actually came out in 2018. I don't know if you remember, Rose, but it was, like, such a huge deal when it came out with, like, Noah Centineo, the actor. Oh my gosh, I totally remember. I, um, I'm not a huge reader myself, but once I get into a book, like, I really have to find a good one that um, I can get into. And I did read um, the books. I read the first one and the second one, and I was so proud of myself because I knew that the movie was coming out. And so when it came out, I was so excited to watch it. Yeah, and it was, like, a great movie. Like, when I think back to that summer, I will think of that movie. That's how, like, special it was. Definitely. Yeah, and the story itself is nice. Like, it's about a teenage girl named Laura Jean who has written, like, all these letters to all the boys she's liked. And her little sister ends up mailing them without um, Laura Jean's knowledge, which leads her to begin those, like, awesome love stories. And it'd be really nice if I could relate to her. <laughs> yeah, it was such yeah. a funny, like, plot. Um, it was so... It wasn't, like, a typical... Um, rom-com that I feel like Netflix does a lot so I thought it was interesting that they chose to highlight this movie yeah I think it's way better than like the kissing booth which was also like a rom-com that came out at the same time I don't know if you've watched that but that one was interesting I did watch that one and I agree I liked this one a lot more it felt a lot less cheesy yeah exactly and I feel like I should put out like a PSA that these movies will probably make you feel a lot more single than before, but they're still amazing to watch. <laughs> yes, and the next one I have is The Notebook, which is a lot more somber than To All the Boys I Loved Before, but it's still amazing. And I watched it the other day, and this too is based off a book I didn't read, but it's based off a Nicholas Sparks novel, so you already know it's going to be pretty sad. 
I love The Notebook. Whenever my friends and I are really sad, we watch it after like a night out. It's so fun to watch, but we just like cry and cry and cry. Yeah, and I also wanted to throw like Titanic in here, but I feel like everyone has watched that. But I think The Notebook is a bit underrated, even though it's classic. I completely agree. Like the Titanic gets, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Titanic is an amazing movie too, but I feel like it gets so much more credit than The Notebook. Um, And The Notebook is just so good. Yeah, I think the Titanic came a couple years before. I think Titanic came out in 1997 and The Notebook came out 2004 so that's probably why but I love the story um it's about Noah who's played by Ryan Gosling and Allie who's played by Rachel McAdams and it details their relationship in the 1940s so Noah is a mill worker and Allie is this pretty upper class girl and her parents like disapprove of their intense summer relationship and if you have a heart you will cry to this movie and it's a really well-crafted story and it I think it deserves like it's classic rom-com status i completely agree now i know you've mentioned like a lot of movies um but are there any books you also recommend for those like me who really want to get into a good book yeah of course so one of them is called the seven husbands of evelyn hugo and that's by taylor jenkins reed so this is such an excellent book and the seven husbands of evelyn hugo basically tells the star-studded tale of Evelyn Hugo, who is this prominent actress in the 50s and talks about her failed relationships. So I don't want to give too much out, um, but there is one that is able to withstand, but it's really sad, but it's also very beautiful. And I literally read it in a couple hours because I physically could not put the book down. And I love kind of historical fiction, like going back to a different decade or time period. And I recommend it to anyone who like wants to get lost in a very dynamic, well-written tale of old Hollywood. I definitely need to check that one out because I feel like everything you mentioned that it has like is on my like book box when I like go to check off like if a book has one or not before I start reading it. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting honestly like I didn't expect to like it as much as I did I actually read it like when I was going through a reading slump so it like made me want to read more books yeah it kind of reminds me I love when um like you mentioned when it takes you when a book takes you back to like a different setting or a different um era and one of my favorites is um The Great Gatsby and it was just so fun to read because it was just like such a different like world almost we are literally going to start reading The Great Gatsby at my school um, right after we read Hemingway, which is what we're reading right now. It's so good. It's so good. You'll yeah, love it. I love The Great Gatsby. Um, I remember watching the movie when it came out in like 2013 with Leonardo DiCaprio. And I read the book when I was like 14 or 15. So, yeah, it became like one of my favorites because, yeah, it's like a classic. And I know people say it's a bit overrated, but... I always love the tale. I I think it's so relevant even today about the American dream and everything else. Yeah, definitely. And do you um do you have any new like books that have recently come out that you are enjoying too? Yeah. So uh, to flash forward back to modern day, um, this book literally crushed me. So it's called Normal People by Sally Rooney and. It's a beautiful story of two Irish teenagers named Connor and Mary Ann. And it basically, it's a very nice story. It details their relationship through the years. And 
how they always find their way back to each other, even no matter what happens in their life. So there's a lot of miscommunication between them, a lot of angst and a lot of sadness, but I still really love it. And a fun thing about this book is actually there are no quotation marks around the dialogue. So when I first read it, I was like, what is this? Like, I don't get it at all. But, you know, when you keep reading, you kind of get used to it. And the author, Sally Rooney, she said she doesn't use quotation marks because, and this is quoting her, the lack of speech marks, like, effectively blurs the lines between dialogue and surrounding narration and prompting the reader to take greater consideration of the prose itself. And that made me think of, like, all the stories, you know, maybe I've heard in the past. I always thought that dialogue was so incredibly important, but I feel like the description around it is just as important, too. And I think by removing those quotation marks, it makes it stand out more. And it the decision definitely fits the book's message and plot. And really, I recommend this book to literally anyone. I mean, I need to start making a list at this point. Um, you have so <laughs> many recommendations. I completely agree about um, the lack of speech marks you mentioned because um, my in my English class, we just finished reading A Streetcar Named Desire. And it's a play, but it has a bunch of, like, screen um, scene descriptions. And we really analyzed in my class about, like, how the, like, screen scene descriptions offer, like, a different perspective into each character and really, like, enhance the, um, the play. And we also compared it to the original movie. So, like, we would read, like, a, a chapter or a section and then we would watched the play and it was so interesting just to see the differences yeah we just started a play in my english class too we read the crucible um i feel like that's a classic too not really a love story it's about the salem witch trials but it's really interesting to read and i think yeah plays have their own way of kind of sucking in the reader it's really nice yeah and didn't normal people um just come out with a series a tv series it was created into a series yeah, it was. I haven't watched it, but I really want to. I think it's on Hulu, and everyone says it's like a, it's even better than the book, so I really need to check it out. Yeah, my mom watched it um, over, like, COVID and lockdown, and she was, like, obsessed. She, I think she stayed up till like, 4 a.m. finishing it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's such a, like, simple tale, but it just has so much depth in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any other recommendations? Yeah, The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. So this is literally my all-time favorite novel. And I read it during winter break. And if I had one wish, I would literally just read it all over again. Because it is, like, such a beautiful story. And it's a retelling of the Greek hero Achilles. He fought in the Trojan War. And it's told in the perspective of Patroclus, who's his best friend and his lover. So every word is art like the prose is so gorgeous the plot is enough to bring you to tears I actually um I know a lot of people like read the plot like know the plot beforehand because you know it's about the Trojan War but I actually went in blind yeah and I really recommend it whether you know a lot about Greek mythology or you don't and it's just one of the most beautiful love stories ever I I loved it so much I love um, listening and watching movies or reading books about, like, Greek mythology because it's just such a fascinating, like, 
world and they have so many different characters that um, all contributes to such an interesting plot because it's like nothing anyone ever know, knew or like even could think about. So I'm definitely going to have to try this book out. It sounds great. Yeah, you really should. And I think it's not too hard of like a read. Like it's a lot of pages, but the writing is like very, it's not like the sentences aren't super long. Like I was, it was just so captivating. I really like that. Um, One of my like favorite movies that um, you didn't meant or series, I would say um, that you didn't mention are, um, it's not like two romance, but it's a fun one. Um, Gossip Girl and I wouldn't, like, describe it as a romance, but I think it definitely could be, like, considered a Valentine's series. Yes, I think so, too. I think Gossip Girl is, like, such a comfort show. And so is um, Gilmore Girls for me. Yeah, I love um, watching, like, movies and TV series on Valentine's Day that are all, like, about not just love, but I think it's also, like, really important to touch on, like, friendship and the power of friendship for all those singles out there celebrating. Yeah, exactly. And I think last year, I think I watched Harry Potter on Valentine's Day. I think that was kind of, kind of, like, a lovey-dovey thing because it was in the fourth movie where they like all go to like the Yule Ball which is like pretty much their prom that's so funny um that you watch Harry Potter (laughs) (laughs) yeah I didn't really have anything else to do but I think it's a nice relaxing way what are your plans for Valentine's Day well I think I am going to hang out with some friends because it's always more fun to be with friends on like a holiday um and I think we're just gonna watch a movie um maybe like go out to like a nice dinner um I don't know I like spending Valentine's Day with like a group of people um Mm -hmm. what about you what are you going to do I think it's Sunday correct me if I'm wrong I'm like pretty sure yeah Sunday so yeah I mean the Super Bowl is on that day the new episode of Euphoria is coming out. So I think I have a lot to watch and keep me busy. Oh my gosh, I forgot the Super Bowl is the same day. Um, Oh, I think it's on Monday. Oh yeah, see, I get completely confused. But yeah, I think uh, my brother wants to like prep beforehand for the Super Bowl. Like he's such a football enthusiast. So he watches a lot of sports and He's really upset right now because we're from the Bay Area and the 49ers, they just blew their shot to get in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's so funny. I have a lot of friends who are 49ers fans. I actually, um, I live in Los Angeles, so it's a good year for the Rams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my brother's not too happy with you guys at all. (laughs) Um, That's so funny. Well, unfortunately, we're all out of time for this segment, but up next, we have our new reporter, Hannah, with her segment, Empowerment and Equality. Thank you so much for chatting, Ruhani. Thank you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel you're listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens Welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm Rose, back with Ruhani, and we are very excited to introduce our newest reporter, Hannah, who is also a huge fan of the radio show. Hello, Hannah. Hello. It's very nice to be here. Yeah, and Hannah, it's so nice to talk to you. And um, Hannah is actually a junior at Turlock High School, and she's very active in her school's activities and academics. She's ranked number one on the Turlock Girls varsity tennis team and is a leader of the Science Olympiad and Math Club, representing Turlock in statewide competitions. Um, she enjoys playing the piano in her free time and has done so for over nine years. She's extremely passionate about promoting gender equality and youth empowerment through education and literature. To accomplish this, Hannah has tutored a diverse group of students for the last few years through Sunder STAM Academy, and she has taken this passion to the next level by starting a charitable organization known as Hannah's Project, dedicated to providing young girls with a platform to pursue their interest in STEM subjects. Hannah, you sound awesome. It's great to talk to you today. Thank you. I'm so happy and excited to be here. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Hannah Sahota. And I'm a new reporter for the Express Yourself radio show. And my radio segment is called Empowerment and Equality. Today, we'll be discussing everything about Valentine's Day. Where did it come from? How did it start? How exactly does Valentine's Day affect our everyday perception of love? Let's find out. Valentine's Day is an annual holiday that occurs on February 14th and is celebrated worldwide. This day is traditionally associated with giving gifts to show love and affection for a significant other. Items like candy hearts, chocolate, and romantic cards have become iconic staples of Valentine's Day. However, Valentine's Day was not always known as a romantic, lovey-dovey holiday. Ironically, Valentine's Day was born through harsh, violent origins that are the complete opposite of how we celebrate it today. Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. 
because we are about to go through a ride of traditions, executions, and, as expected, love. Valentine's Day was born from the combination of two different annual holidays, Lupercalia and St. Valentine's Day. Roman priests held the festival of Lupercalia on February 15th to please the Roman god Lupercus, the god of harvesting, animals, and fertility. The Romans believed that Lupercalia warded off evil spirits, promoted fertility in women, and encouraged bountiful harvests and the safety of their flocks. However, this celebration was vastly different from the gentle, romance-oriented Valentine's Day we are familiar with. Lupercalia was a brutal festival, involving activities like animal sacrifice, violence, and random matchmaking. Imagine mixing speed dating with extreme WWE, and that would be an accurate representation of this festival. St. Valentine's Day was a holiday held by the Christian Church to commemorate and honor two men named Valentine. Both were executed at the hands of Roman Emperor Claudius II in the 3rd century AD, who was a pagan and against Christianity, forcing many to convert through restrictive laws and regulations. Emperor Claudius II believed marriage to be a distraction for male soldiers, so he banned the practice to create a more efficient army. The first Valentine was a priest who was beheaded for holding marriages between young men and women, even though it was illegal. The second Valentine was believed to be executed for helping Christians escape Roman prisons after refusing to convert. Before being sentenced to death, he wrote one final letter to his lover and signed, From Your Valentine. This popularized the phrase used in many Valentine's cards today. This Christian church viewed these two men as martyrs and decided to make February 14th, their execution dates, St. Valentine's Day. Now, let's discuss how the actual Valentine's Day was born. After creating St. Valentine's Day, the Christian church noticed that Lupercalia was nearly on the same date. Thus, they combined the two holidays to make the festival less pagan and encourage Christianity to a larger group of people. In fact, this worked. Initially regarded as irrelevant, Valentine's Day eventually became widely popularized through literature, plays, and romantic traditions. Writers like Shakespeare and Chaucer contributed to the romanticism and popularity of Valentine's Day through their works, which led to a drastic increase in gift-giving within Europe. Chaucer, in fact, is widely regarded as the creator of the love and romance theme of Valentine's Day, as he was the first person to mention the holiday in his famous poem, The Complaint of Mars and the Parliament of Fowls, in the early 1400s. After Valentine's Day became more prominent, people began to take a greater interest in the holiday. Starting from the 1600s, women created intricate gifts and love letters to give to people they had feelings for. Many found Shakespeare and Chaucer's plays and poems incredibly romantic and aspired to create their own version of these romantic stories. <laughs> Basically, these poems and plays were equivalent to cheesy rom-coms like The Notebook. It just makes you want to fall in love. Women would give men lace handkerchiefs and ribbons from their hair to display their affections, making way for the commercialization of Valentine's Day gifts. The Industrial Revolution led to the complete booming of Valentine's Day, 
spreading the holiday worldwide. Large companies like Cadbury and Hallmark set the precedent of giving gift giving as necessary during Valentine's Day. This materialistic focus of affection has changed the view, changed the way we view love and created a new perception altogether of the holiday. Some love Valentine's Day and some, on the other hand, use it, view it with distaste. There are many ways in which people celebrate Valentine's Day and a person's experience and background can shape how they view the love-oriented celebration. Specifically, single people and couples can be very, very different. However, both groups have pressures and benefits on Valentine's Day. Couples genuinely face more pressure to impress or please their partner, since Valentine's is widely regarded as the most important day to express affection and love towards a significant other. Choosing the perfect gift can be a very daunting task and can be extremely expensive. However, spending time with your partner is essential and Valentine's Day often provides a reason to plan something special. For all of you who are single out there, don't worry. Despite what many may say, being single on Valentine's Day has its perks. There is no pressure to impress anyone with a grand romantic gesture or swarm them with chocolates, flowers, and gifts. Valentine's Day is the perfect day to take time for yourself and practice self-care. Candles, face masks, and bubble baths can be an instant pick-me-up for this potentially daunting holiday. Also, many choose to spend Valentine's Day with their friends when they do not have a significant other, and it is even known as Galentine's. So don't worry about fitting in. Being single on February 14th can be a fun and positive experience when surrounded by the people you love. So for all of you out there, I hope you have a great Valentine's Day, single or not, and have fun. Wow, that was amazing. And that was also interesting. And I especially loved what you said about self-care and Valentine's Day. I think that's incredibly important, whether you're even in a relationship or not, it's important to just have a day off where you can relax and take care of yourself. Absolutely. Self-care is extremely important. Yeah. And actually, I'm interested. I kind of talked to Dia about this. It was she was in her first segment. Is like Valentine's Day celebrated like anywhere else in the world? And do they have any different tra uh, traditions? Oh, that's a great question. Yes. Valentine's Day is actually celebrated worldwide. It originated in Britain and then became popular in other places. There are many different traditions associated with this holiday, in fact. Um, for example, in Ta Japan and South Korea, women are actually the ones who give gifts to men on Valentine's Day. Another example could be in Thailand, where couples go to the, and I quote this, village of love to get married, believing it to be good luck. Another fascinating tradition is in South Africa, where people will literally wear their heart on their sleeve and attach a paper heart with the name of their crush or significant other to their clothes. Very interesting. That's so funny. Um, it's so interesting to learn about like what different cultures do to celebrate Valentine's Day. I know each through their culture and background have a different way of celebrating Valentine's Day. It's good to see like a reflection of all the different cultures and values in different places be celebrated as one. Definitely. And I know in the U.S., like we 
think of Cupid um, as associated with Valentine's Day and hearts are associated with Valentine's Day, but why is Cupid associated with Valentine's Day specifically? Oh yes, definitely. Cupid is a very big staple of Valentine's Day, seen on cards and even chocolate boxes. Cupid is a Roman god who is one of the most famous symbols of Valentine's Day. Um, He's usually depicted as an infant with a bow and arrow in present artwork. He is regarded as the god of love due to his abilities to make people fall in love with each other. This is a very appropriate symbol for, you know, this love-oriented holiday. Yeah, and I think we just learned that he's like the son of Aphrodite, which is really cool how, you know, Greek and Roman mythology still plays a prominent part in our um, holiday today. And I actually have a question. Do you think Valentine's Day is more for maybe men or for women, or how do you think it works? That's a very interesting question. Personally, I believe men and women both have their differences regarding Valentine's Day. Traditionally, gender roles are placed on the holiday, which affects how parties may feel about Valentine's. Statistically, men spend almost twice as much as women on Valentine's Day gifts, and 60% of males reported looking forward to Valentine's Day compared to a mere 30% of women. Why is there such a disparity, you may ask? Uh, It is probably most likely due to the expectations of both genders. Especially nowadays, men feel way more pressure to show their affections through gifts, whereas women feel as though they must show affections through excessive emotional effort and contribution in the relationship. However, this should not be the case. A healthy relationship entails efforts from both sides with equal amounts of respect and communication. I believe that equality is crucial in a genuine and healthy relationship. Definitely. It's so interesting to think that men and women, although like they have their differences, um, it's really important to remember that both genders need to work together. So thank you for mentioning that. No problem. Um, and you spoke about the commercial, the current commercialization of Valentine's Day gifts. So can you explain the extent of that? Oh, yes. Commercialization has become very, very popular in Valentine's Day gifts. Actually, in America, people spend nearly $24 billion per year on gifts for Valentine's Day. Over 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate, 250 million roses, and 145 million Valentine's Day cards are sold. This staggering number of products really indicates how commercialized this present-day holiday is. Wow, that is so crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of gifts and a lot of money spent. And... Um, do you plan on giving any gifts this Valentine's Day? Like, do you have any plans or? Oh, yes. This Valentine's Day, I plan on spending it with my friends. We usually watch cheesy rom-coms and bake cookies on this holiday. So it is more of a Galentine's Day rather than a Valentine's Day. We always have fun doing this as it helps us bond. Wow, that is so cool. And thank you for sharing everything. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions. Cynthia Bryan, be the star you are in our Voice America Empowerment Pool, especially our audio engineer, Andrew. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about the Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org, and make sure to find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Thank you for listening to Express Yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Have a happy Valentine's Day and make sure to share the love. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.